live in the Phantasmo Lounge, high atop the Carl Peterson Building in beautiful Midtown Chesapeake, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, Let's Kill Uncle. Let's Kill Uncle. Before Uncle Kills Everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. Tonight, we're going to be talking about another William Castle movie, Let's Kill Uncle. And our love for William Castle, we have to, we got to get through all of them eventually. We do indeed. We've done many. Yeah, and this is an unusual one. And, well, it's one that you don't hear people talk about very often. True. And it's one that uh, didn't have a gimmick with it. Didn't get a gimmick. No gimmick. <laughs> but it's still fun anyway. It was fun. I but enjoyed it. Of course, William Castle is known for his, you know, cheesy, schlocky, low budget horror movies, but with all with gimmicks to get you to get in the theater, you know? Right. And uh, some little giveaway or something you can participate in the movie with, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, if you don't know who William Castle is, go back and listen to the, all our old podcasts. But, uh, <laughs> and also, if you don't know who William Castle is, we can't be friends. Uh, <laughs> but this particular one is different because, yeah, because of no gimmick. It's just a straight-ahead movie. There's nothing for you to participate in but just to watch the movie and go along for the ride. It was I read somewhere that some somebody had said this was his first color film, but uh, that's, that's not quite not right. No, because 13 Frightened Girls slash The Candy Web was done two years before this, and it was a color film. Right. But... They both kind of have something in common, because they both feel like William Castle's version of a live-action Disney film from that era. This one doesn't, doesn't feel quite that way. A little darker. Uh, it's a little darker. A dark Disney film. Yeah. It's it's a little less than the other. The Candy Web one, of course, we call it that, because that was the name we like better than the one they the ended up with. The original title, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that one definitely felt like a Disney film. This one... Had a little bit of that, yeah. and mostly because I think it just As centered around the younger and a little adventure. Kids. Well, yeah, I mean they were what, fourteen, twelve. So, yeah, I think 12. they say they're twelve. Were they twelve? Yeah. Okay, I thought they were a little bit older, but okay. Well, at least Barnaby is supposed to be twelve. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's the one of the kids' names, Barnaby. And what's the girl's name? Chrissy. Chrissy. Yeah. 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 The the plot for this movie is the young kid uh, at the very beginning of the movie. You see, there's a car accident, and the guy that dies is William Castle. <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed he to be Barnaby's father. Yeah. And this FBI, is the FBI agent? No, he's just a police officer. Oh, police officer is take charge of the kid, Barnaby, to take him to his only living relative, his uncle, who lives on this island. Mm-hmm. Other people live on this island. And the kid inherits $5 million from his father. Mm-hmm. But we find out the stipulation is that if the kid dies, then the uncle inherits, gets the money. Right. And the uncle is this very well-known war hero, and I believe he, he had been a spy, and of Something course like now that. he's yeah, not. And he's written, but... wrote a book about his adventures that yeah. the kids read. And... and so everybody really likes him and looks up to yeah. him, respects him. On the boat over, right at the beginning, Barnaby meets Chrissy, this girl who's going to the island to live with her aunt, because her... Father just got remarried. Well, not live with her aunt, but stay with her aunt for a while. Because mm-hmm. her father just got remarried. And you get the whole backstory of that yeah, they as the movie goes Spend on. some time with the new wife. Yeah. 
And, of course, they're young kids, so they're at odds with each other. But they're the only ones there, so they kind of got to hang out. And they end up getting along, but they pick at each other. And Barnaby yeah. tells lies all the time. It's a boy who cried wolf story, it really. It definitely is. And we come to find out that the uncle, you see him at first, he seems like this really great, nice, upstanding British war hero guy. But the very next scene, we find out that he wants to kill Barnaby to get the inheritance. And he tells him that he's going to do it. Yeah, well, at first he doesn't. He takes him out. He he wakes Barnaby up really early in the morning and he takes him out. And he's like, Barnaby, show me this. Well, they go to the, Chrissy and Barnaby had stumbled upon this abandoned hotel. And at the back of the abandoned hotel is a pool that's just gross. But there's a shark in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> and Chrissy had fallen in the pool, but they got her out before the shark got to her. Yeah. Anyhow, so he was all excited about telling this to his uncle. So his uncle then wakes him up really early one morning, takes him out to the, the hotel. And Barnaby doesn't stumble into the pool, but then he hypnotizes Barnaby. And the next thing you know, Barnaby's on the cliff overlooking this you know, he's going to fall over into the side the ocean, into the, the ocean or the rocks and yeah. stuff and hopefully die. But Chrissy's aunt sees him and stops him. And then uh, when Barnaby comes to, he starts spouting, my uncle hypnotized me with this coin from this criminal organization called the Trident or something. Triad. Triad, that's yeah. right. And because uh, there was a trident on, on the, the coin. coin. But so, of course, believe nobody him. believes him. They yeah. all think he's just lying because that's what he does. Yeah. And then his uncle comes up to him and just flat out tells him, you know, you're worth $5 million. Well, yeah, the next morning, I think, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. He tells him that he's going to kill him because he's worth $5 million and he's bro the uncle's broke and he could really use that money. So yeah. why not? Yeah, and he says, You're a charming child, Barnaby, but $5 million charming you're not. <laughs> that's a great line he delivers it great too. It was that, really one of the most enjoyable things about this is Nigel Green's he's great yeah oh and let's, let's talk about the cast because I just mentioned Nigel Green okay? yeah you got Nigel Green who was uh, Hercules and Jason the Argonauts Hercules Hercules yeah he was in Countess Dracula he was Captain Dobie he was in the oh that spy movie we like uh so much uh deadlier than the male he was the bad guy in that mm -hmm. he was in the wrecking crew with dean martin i mean tons of stuff but he's this kind of larger than life presence you mm -hmm. know and he's got this great deep voice and british accent he's just playing it to the hilt in this right mary Badham, who was chrissy the young girl mm -hmm. she was into kill mockingbirds or big things she's known for the, uh, barnaby's pat carty he did a handful of things but nothing really of note i think he actually was in Horror High when he was a teenager. One of the oh, last things he did. Okay. You said he looks like a young who? He re I thought it was Johnny Crawford from the Rifle. Oh, okay. You know, that's right. what he looks like uh, when he was that age anyway. Right, right. Robert Pickering. Who? Was that the sergeant? Yeah, that was the police sergeant. Mm -hmm. he, he's been in a handful of things. Linda Lawson, who was all over TV in the 60s and the 70s. Mm -hmm. And Nestor Paiva, who was in, uh, well, we don't. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm -hmm. He was the boat captain okay. and in Revenge of the Creature. And he was in a lot of stuff, too. But those are the right. two big things that we yeah. know him from. Uh, so that's the cast. And like I said, it's worth it for Nigel Green yeah. alone. But back to the when he tells him he's going to kill, tells Barnaby he's going to kill him, he also tells him the rules. Yeah. He said the house. The house is Switzerland. Is Switzerland. <laughs> Nothing will happen to you while you're in the house. 
and it has to look like an accident so I can get the money, you know. Right, yeah. And so he won't be charged with murder. Yeah, he says, so He said, so you can play the game too. So basically he's telling Barnaby, may the best man win. You can try and kill me, and yeah. I can try he and says, kill you. who knows, I may have a heart attack and die. He goes, do you have a heart condition? And he says, that's the spirit, now you're playing the game. <laughs> no, I'm quite healthy. And he says, oh. oh. <laughs> His face thinking his uncle's going to die was great. Yeah, it just <laughs> lights up. He was hugely excited. But the rest of the movie is kind of a cat and mouse, back and forth. Now, Barnaby doesn't adhere to the Switzerland rule. No, he does not. He tries to kill Uncle in I don't the house. Think, I don't think Uncle ever really insisted that Switzerland applied to Barnaby. Yeah, he just, he says, just told he Barnaby that he w- that yeah. Barnaby would be safe in the house. But he did when Barnaby and Chrissy got together. They decided they were gonna Uncle was gonna make some kind of to- uh, some kind of mushroom. Steak and mushrooms. Um, yeah, steak and mushrooms with a, a sauce. And so she said, there's all kinds of poisonous toadstools. They they picked a bunch of poisonous toadstools to replace the mushrooms with, and yeah. he made this sauce. And uh, he went ahead and, and ate the mushrooms, but of course he had replaced them. And so when he faked his dying, and he woke up and grabbed Barnaby, and he's like, not Switzerland! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's another scene where uh, the police detective's gun is missing and of course we find out Chrissy took it and Barnaby they think Barnaby did because he was playing with it earlier in the film and he swears that he didn't but they don't want to believe him and then they shake I think Uncle shakes it grabs him by the arm and like matches fall out of Barnaby's pocket mm-hmm. and he had accidentally set the tablecloth on fire at dinner when he was trying to light the candle uh, the night before mm-hmm. so he swear he doesn't know why the match was in his pocket he swears he didn't put them there and of course, the uncle put him there to throw suspicion because the next scene, mm-hmm. he's out in the cemetery on the island and Chrissy's there and uncle's walking around a good ways away from him, pouring gas, pouring gas in a circle all over around the place. It. So he's going to burn him alive and it will look like, since you already saw Barnaby with matches, that he, he was accidentally with started, yeah. yeah, he started a fire. But this is a great scene because they, they try to get away, the two kids, and they huddle up against this one tombstone. <laughs> And then the clouds come over and it starts raining. And you can see the uncle leaning against a tree or something a little ways away with his, you know, hand on his shoulder, on his uh, hand, leaning, just watching. And it starts to rain and look on his face like, of of course course it would rain. (laughs) (laughs) He he actually says that, doesn't he? Of course it would rain. But his reaction is just so matter of fact about it. It's, (laughs) It's great. Oh, man. Then Barnaby tries to, to get a tarantula to kill him. And he, he it actually is starting to work. I mean, he's got the tarantula. Yeah. He's crawling up on, on the uncle's face. But Sergeant happens to walk by and see the, the tarantula and, yeah, on his face it. and kills him. But but the uncle plays it off. The jar that Barnaby had it in, yeah. he dropped. He plays it off to not get Barnaby in trouble. Yeah. Because he wants to keep playing the game with him. Right. That, oh, the, I must have knocked that off the... The nightstand. I got Barnaby a tarantula so he could study it. I thought he would like that. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool. It's a pretty fun movie. We've watched it twice now. Just to get a feel for it, you know. Yeah. Even though there are no standard castle gimmicks, it does have a quirky feel to it that that makes it enjoyable to watch. You can kind of feel some castles touch to it, you know. The copy that, that we've got, I actually got bootleg at a convention. Because I hadn't seen it anywhere, and mm-hmm. I hadn't really looked for it. But it is on YouTube. It was a Blu-ray that had come out, I think, a, 
little while back, which I need to check into. See if we can still get it? Yeah, because I was reading a thing on it saying the quality is fantastic on oh, that. Oh, that'd be cool. The copy that we've got was pretty crisp, though. Yeah, it was, it was pretty clear. Yeah, yeah. for a bootleg but you DVD, can, the color is sharp. Yeah, but you can see it for free on YouTube. It's available. Yeah, the quality is not that good, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Compared to what it would be like on Well, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, if you do really like those live-action Disney films, and I liked them as a kid, and then as a teenager, I, you know, growing up, I didn't really care much for them, but now... Watching them again, I love them to death. They're so much fun and such a product of the time they were made in, you know? Mm -hmm. And these two castle films, 13 Frightened Girls and this, to a lesser extent, yeah, have that same type of feel for me. Mm -hmm. They're not that wholesome family fair as Disney, right. but they do have that the late 60s, mid 60s when they were made time. Definitely feels like that. And the performances of the characters are pretty genuine to who they're supposed to be. Yeah. You know? The one thing, the funny thing about Chrissy is... Oh, she drives me crazy at She the has beginning. this southern accent that... Uh, southern, it's like hick. Like a hick Very accent. Very hick accent. That when she's calm, you don't hear it as much. Yeah. But when she gets agitated at Barney or gets pissed off, it really comes out. Yeah. Like heavy. Yeah. At one point, she's... She's fighting with Barney, and they pull him apart. She says something about, um, he says, I can't remember what he says, but she says, that's when I hit him. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the world was that? But then later, you see her when she meets her aunt, and she's kind of dressed up, like, not dressed up, dressed up, but she's wearing a dress, and she just looks nice, like yeah. a nice young lady. And she just kind of talks mostly normal. Just a little bit of a southern With a, a slight little. Yeah, but right. it's like a, a lot of people, when they get agitated or pissed off, wherever, they're, oh wherever they're from, that comes out, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if that's like the, the actor, if that's mm -hmm. her voice, or if it's just what she decided the character was going to be. Could be. I'm not sure, but it, it was really, really yeah. rough in the beginning. And she looked very different when she was being, you know, Chrissy the tomboy and yeah. Chrissy dressed up. Yeah. Combed her hair different, carried herself a little mm -hmm. different. Her face even looked a little different. Yeah, she did. She, she didn't, very didn't different. have a scowl. She know. could have been a good spy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very different. You know, I, was, I always kind of wonder with the Castle films, okay, so why didn't he do a, a gimmick? What could the gimmick have possibly been if he was going to do one oh, for this? Oh, that would be a good thing, though. But hey, I don't really... anybody that's listening... Yeah. <laughs> anybody have a good gimmick for Drop this Drop us a line on the Facebook page there, uh, the Phantasmo After Dark Facebook page. That would be kind of a neat discussion. What do you think, what kind of gimmick could they have come up with for this film? I hadn't even thought about that yet. Yeah. Huh. I mean, the, the the whole idea behind this so we're is... We're just going to sit here in silence for about 10 minutes while we And think. contemplate what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the idea is to kill the uncle. Yeah. You know, and some of the ways he tries to kill uncle. There's the, the spider, you yeah. know, the tarantula. There's Chrissy at one point, actually. Uh, <laughs> you know, she does stuff on her own and she doesn't tell Barnaby. Yeah. Which is not really great because the next morning, or, or some morning... Uncle decides he's going to take Barnaby into town to get him some new shoes. But he has to fly off the island. Yeah, they have to fly off the island. And I can't remember... That getting him shoes was actually part of a plot for him to to kill Barnaby, but I can't remember exactly yeah. how that worked. Well, anyway, no, he doesn't... First, he says he's going to go into town. He's going to fly into town. 
And Wally's there, he'll get Barnaby some new shoes. Yeah, but then so he decides to take th- Barnaby with him. That's the night before. So right. That so night, Chrissy goes out to the plane and drains all of the gas out of the plane, or almost all the gas yeah. out of the plane. But so the, the next, next morning, morning... He decides to take Barnaby with him. Yeah. So Sergeant shows up at the at the house for breakfast with... Because uh, Chrissy's aunt and the sergeant have kind of got a little, little fling going on. They're interested in each other. And so he comes over for breakfast and Chrissy says, Where's Barnaby? <laughs> He said he went with his uncle to get shoes. She's like, oh, no. He's on the plane. <laughs> so she's like, oh, no, I've just killed Barnaby. Yeah. But it turns out that they had a reserve fuel tank. Yeah. And they end up using that. But uncle doesn't tell him that at first. At no. first he lets him think they're going to crash into the ocean. Yeah. And be eaten by sh- sharks. Yeah. Shark-infested waters around this island, apparently. And Uncle has also threatened Chrissy, by the way. It's not just Barnaby. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. decided that uh, just Barnaby, I guess if it's just Barnaby's line on the, or life on the line, I don't know why he didn't think that would be enough. So he drew Chrissy into it, too. I'm not sure why. Yeah. But in any case. All right. So what would be a good gimmick for that? I really have, have no idea. That. Yeah, we'll have to do some thinking about that and put it on the page there. Yeah. But if anybody else can think of anything, let us know because that's pretty, kind of a kind of cool idea. Yeah, because now there were a couple of his films that didn't really have gimmicks, but all the ones people really remember well did. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh, another thing about this: the music in this was stolen right from the Universal Library. Oh, most of the stings, mm-hmm. you know, the da da da, were from Creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> Okay. Speaking of Nestor Paiva. Right. You know. Well, you know, Uncle did have a little bit of a problem, though, because he had an accomplice with Catchman. Oh, yeah. Now, but we didn't know that till the very end. Yeah, we didn't. There's this other character. Well, you mentioned him, right? No, I hadn't mentioned you him. You haven't mentioned Catchman? No. Well, Catchman is, I guess there's something wrong with his legs, so he, he goes he around. He not have any legs. Well, he sits on them. No, they're cut off. Supposed to Are they supposed to be cut off? Yeah. Okay, well, so he sits on this little... Rolly this little cart. rolly cart thing. Like Andy Murphy in Trading Places. Right. And he, um, they call him Catchman, I guess because he's a fisherman. Uh, yeah. Never s- I don't really know why but... other than that. And he runs around the island. His, his face is a little messed he's up. He's got a big scar on one side of his face. Yeah, yeah. And he's, uh, he goes around the island and he's apparently friendly. But at one point, Chrissy and Barnaby are in the abandoned hotel and Catchman gets pushed into the room that they're in. This is towards the end. And he's tied all and up dead. and he looks dead. Yeah, dead. he's dead. But then after Barnaby leaves the room, Uncle comes in and says, you can stop pretending now, catch man. And, yeah. and he stops pretending. So I'm not really sure what the idea was behind him. I guess just intimidation. Yeah. Now the end is really kind of anticlimactic and disappointing though. It is, but there were supposedly multiple endings. Yeah, now and I, the I, studio chose the worst one according yeah, to the actors. I read a couple things. I read that there were they filmed a couple of endings, and I read that they were written just written a couple of endings. Oh, and they okay. only filmed the one, so I'm not sure. I couldn't find much more information on what they were though. Hmm. You know, and I have to do a little more digging to see if I can find that out because I'm dying to know. But supposedly on the Blu-ray, there's an interview with. The kid, Pat Carding, and he talks mm-hmm. about it. So okay. It'd be worth it getting the Blu-ray just for that. Yeah. But the ending to this is Uncle has got the kids in the hotel, and he's locked the front door, so the only way they can get out is through the back. Mm-hmm. And he ends up hypnotizing Barnaby again. Right. 
And then he also hypnotizes Chrissy. Mm -hmm. And he's going to get them to go jump in the pool and the shark's going to get them. So right. it's like an accident. Mm -hmm. And he sends Barnaby out the door first. And he goes and jumps in the pool. You hear, him, you hear a splash. You hear a splash. And, you scream, right. and help me, help me. And then nothing else. Then he wakes Chrissy up. And he gives her the you know, hypnotic suggestion. It's a beautiful day. Barnaby's in the pool. You're going to go join him and swim and have a nice day. And she wakes up and walks out the door. And Uncle follows her right there. And she's getting ready to step in. And Barnaby comes from behind a pillar or behind the door and shoves Uncle yells, Chrissy, him. and pushes. Chrissy, don't. She wakes up and he pushes Uncle in. Yeah. And uh, Uncle ends up jumping out real quick. But yeah. while he's doing that, there's a banging at the front door from the police sergeant and her aunt. And the uncle looks at Barnaby and says, well, Barnaby, well done. Remember, pretty much have a good life. I'll see you later. Yeah. Too bad I didn't win. Yeah. And he takes off. And, that's kinda, and he goes and gets in you a plane, see the plane and flies fly away. away. <laughs> and Barney's looking at and uh, talking to the aunt and uncle, and they say some, you know. They've, they've now realized that Barnaby was telling, telling the, the truth, truth. Yeah. and the uncle was trying to kill him. And then Barnaby looks up at the plane and smiles and says, Goodbye, uncle. I'm going to miss you. Like he's sincerely going to miss him. Yeah. Did Barnaby flip out and he turned crazy <laughs> like the uncle? Right. Or did he like really miss the you know, adrenaline rush of the game? Or It's really weird. He's turned Barnaby into a serial killer, so now he's going to try to <laughs> kill people when he yeah. gets older. I don't know. But the way the uncle just gives up and takes off. Hey, I'm broke. I could have five million. Ah, I'm a flyaway now. I'm a go. Yeah. It's just kind of, what? It's yeah. quick and it's abrupt and it doesn't make much sense. Yeah, um, it was it was odd. I mean, it could have ended with the uncle getting eaten by the shark in the pool. Yeah. Because the shark actually was put in the pool by the uncle and Catchman. They yeah. somehow caught a shark and put it in the pool yeah. just in case Barnaby fell in. Or That was yeah, his That hopes. was going to be one of the... The possible yeah. deaths. Yeah, so that maybe we need to watch it again. At least, <laughs> at least that last bit, just to you know, maybe we miss something. You know, uh, I don't know. It's just why would part, he miss Uncle? I don't get it. Unless he just like maybe got it was a, a sarcastic a rush of the game. Yeah, yeah. or but, maybe it was a sarcastic. But he was I'm really miss smiling you. and wide eyed, like he was sincere, though. Yeah, you know? it was. You're right. That's the way it came across to me. Anyway. Yeah, it was. It was very odd to me. I don't. Don't quite understand that ending. I'd like to know what the other endings were. Yeah, now I'd really like to, because apparently uh, Pat Carty did say that they, of the other endings, either they filmed or just written, Warner Brothers, is it Warner Brothers? I anyway, can't remember. The studio picked the worst one. Hmm, of course. And he said there were a lot of politics going on at the time. With this yeah. He said, but they did pick, they picked the worst ending of the endings that they could have chose. Well, that's a shame. So this is actually based on a book, right? Yeah. What's there, the book's title, Nina? Uh, I think it's the same thing. To Kill Uncle, or To Kill Uncle Before He Kills Us, or hmm. something like that. And I haven't read the book, I don't, and you haven't read the no, book either. No, But, but I'm told that the book is makes Barnaby Barnaby's very more, unlikable. Yeah, more of an asshole kid, and not li as likable as he is in this. So even though he's kind of a liar and stuff, you get you get why he is because mm -hmm. he's you know covering his insecurities about his mother dying when he was real young his father died, all that stuff yeah but he's not really likable in the book and the book is supposedly a lot darker hmm. and i think a bit more violent so oh, okay. be interesting to read i'm well, gonna have to look that up we'll have I to can keep find our it. eyes yeah. open for it yeah give it a shot yeah. so yeah it was an interesting movie I did enjoy it. I oh. didn't like the end very much. 
No, but overall, it's a it is a fun watch, and I would watch it again at some point. I mean, yeah. it's not super involved. There's not a lot of twists and turns. It's a straight ahead. Here's the plot. Here's the story. Here's what I'm gonna do. Try to do to you, and you can try to do it to me. You yeah, know? yeah. And a little bit of cat and mouse, and and the characters overall are pretty likable. Yeah. You know, even for the kids are a little annoying at times, but they're just being kids, kids that age. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They're not overly annoying. Right. But all the actors have a bit of charisma, and like yeah. I said, it's worth it for Nigel Green. Yeah. You know? Well, Nigel. You know, you, you don't want to like him because he's, he's trying to kill a kid so he can get money. Yeah. I mean, so why would you want to like that? But That's abhorrent. A, 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 he's so pleasant about it. <laughs> he is. It's really weird. He's like, and hey, nothing's going to happen to you in the house. I'll make you dinner tonight. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he was very strange, but I liked him. Mm-hmm. I can't say much more about it, I don't think, other than that. I mean, give it a watch. You know, check it out on YouTube or get the DVD or the Blu-ray and see what you think. If you are a William Castle fan like we are, it's got to be part of your, your watch list. Absolutely. Know? Completely agree. So there's that. <laughs> well, I guess that's really about it. I mean, you know, there's not much more to cover. You know, the main point of doing this podcast is really to, you know... Expose, Just to strike your interest. Yeah, expose uh, folks to, you know, something they haven't seen yet. Yeah. Or haven't heard of and get them to check it out, you know. So these movies won't die. So we can keep them around and, you know, keep spreading the word. Well, hopefully that has done this for you. So go watch it. Let us know what you think. And if you come up with a brilliant idea for a gimmick for this movie, then let us know what it is because I'm curious oh, yeah. what it would be. Throw it up on the Facebook page because that'll, that'll be a fun little game to play. See who can come up with the best gimmick. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we have one thing left to do. That's right. We need to prove once again that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. This is our game we do at the end of almost every podcast where Phyllis throws me somebody from the movie we're talking about, and I connect them through a series of steps back to the original Planet of the Apes series of movies or TV show. Clayton and I discovered this years and years and years ago, long before the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game, that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. So, here we go. Alright, so... I don't know who to choose. Because I don't really, I'm not familiar with any of these people, really. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to go with Barnaby, because I like him. Barnaby. Yeah. So, what was his name again? Pat Cardi. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. This may take a bit. Is it going to be two steps? Okay. Yeah. He was a young chimp in Battle for the Planet of the Apes. He was not. Yes, he was. I was saving that for you. <laughs> that is so not right. Okay, fine. Then do Nigel. He was in Cartoon with Charlton Heston. <laughs> the hell <laughs> is there anybody not related to planet of the apes in this movie no everybody's related <laughs> to planet of the apes. in fact it's so short yeah i'll do them all How okay go for it mary badham who was chrissy yeah was in to kill a mockingbird yeah with brock peters yes who was in major dundee with charlton heston okay lynn lawson that was the aunt the aunt mm-hmm. was in it takes a thief with uh, Robert Wagner. Mm-hmm. RJ. Okay. Who was in Towering Inferno with Norman Burton, mm-hmm. who was the hunt leader in Planet Apes. Okay. Robert Pickering was in The Reluctant Astronaut with Don Knotts. 
And Don Knotts was in a movie called The Love God with James Gregory. Hmm. Ursus from Beneath Planet Apes. Nice. Was that everybody? No, Nestor Paiva. Oh, right. Did an Adam Family episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. Carolyn Jones was in House of Wax with Vincent Price, who was in Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston. Well, alrighty then. So that was the longest one. Jeez. <laughs> Another mm-hmm. interesting fact I just found a, a little bit ago. Robert Pickering. Okay, the sergeant. Mm-hmm. Not only was he an actor, but he was a grip uh, in the camera department on that something weird to movie we watched, The Defilers. Really? <laughs> yeah. How bizarre. <laughs> that wild? That is pretty weird. Already then. Yeah, something weird video. If you like really strange, weird, offbeat, low-budget crap movies, man, they've got such a catalog of films. And it's all, some of it's really fun, interesting stuff, and some of it is like, ooh, okay, watch that once. Yeah. But it's, it's all worth yeah. seeing. Don't need to do that one again. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's the game. The world does revolve around Planet Apes. We proved it. Well, the you entire cast. Done, yeah, you, you <laughs> proved it. You did good. All right, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's about it for me. So drop us a line on the Facebook page. Come up with a gimmick for the movie, or you just want to say hey, or you know, you want to tell us to stop talking, whatever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just say hi. Whatever. Crazy, yeah. Till next time. That's all we got. Thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. Good night. You've heard of homicide. Now see a little Uncle Side.